This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. And welcome back to Cobbs Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now live is Emilio Donello, who's coming back from the full match. Emilio, let's not waste any time. I can't believe I'm going to say this. You have now watched back-to-back home victories, 6-2. Mm. Have you ever seen anything quite like this? No, not at all. I like Russ, hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm at my mum's house. My mum is about 10 minutes walk from the ground. So literally, this is obviously where I was brought up for many years. So yeah, it's uh, just coming. It's a bit too cold out there at the moment. So apologies <laughs> if the shadow is not in black and white tonight. No so shadow just, tonight. No, no shadow. shadow tonight. So um, I can't remember the last time we've won. You know, we were actually talking about it at the ground tonight where I think consecutive away games win the 80s. We won away to Bristol City 5-1 and then we won right. 5-1 away to Aldershot. So this goes back about 35 years ago. So many wow. old fans probably remember those back-to-back victories but you know this is incredible this run you know another 6-2 hammering Mitrovic not on the score line tonight so it's uh, that's really a huge storyline his hard work throughout the game yet didn't score a goal and you know the other day this answers a lot of the critics that have we got enough goals outside of Mitrovic well (laughs) six other six other goals without him tonight so again look we weren't at our best tonight sounds crazy to say that but you know, I'm 
you know, grateful to have watched two amazing performances. That's 19 goals in three games. You know, we've seen some good opposition goals as well. Let's be honest, the yeah. four goals we've conceded the last two games have all been of top quality, top class, and we'd be proud oh. of scoring goals. So, overall, no complaints whatsoever. But, you know, we weren't at our best tonight, yet we won 6-2. Well, what's interesting, Emilio, and I'm going to share this with the uh, people watching live and listening to this. You and I talked before the match. You and I both predicted 2-1. to one. We yes. thought that this would be difficult. Yeah. So, let's be honest. Emilio and I are both really wrong here because yeah. I thought there's no way they can mm. score – Four or five, six goals. I, I spoke to our friend Claire. She predicted Fulham would win 4-0. She was mm-hmm. closer than you and I. You know, so. And again, it's, you know, we started off, you know, a bit sloppy. First five, ten minutes wasn't pretty. Then we got, you know, the bit of the run of the green, you know, the, a bit of an, the own goal. And, okay, we're in control up until half an hour without playing particularly well. Birmingham offering very little threat. And then suddenly that's flurry of three goals in one. It's about ten minutes. We suddenly stepped up a gear or two and with yeah. Birmingham had no answers. We were so quick. We attacked in numbers. We had always men on. It, it, you know, it could have been four or five. The only thing that was disappointed is the, conceding the goal just before half time. For me, I that actually the, felt the same way. Yeah. I was disappointed. Rather than being <laughs> celebrating a 4 0 or 4 1 half time lead, I was disappointed we conceded a goal, albeit it was a good strike, but it took slight gloss off the score lines. Weirdly. It did. It absolutely and, and, did. Overall, you know, I thought we'd have a a more difficult game. I thought we'd win, but Lee Bray, I thought, would have set himself up and his team to stifle us, yep. keep us pegged back, you know, not play a different style of football that Bristol City did. And outside of that 10-minute spell where we scored those three goals, I thought, you know, we were in control, but without threatening, per se. Right. And Birmingham was still in it when it was 1-0, but suddenly the floodgates open, three goals, end of game, essentially. Absolutely, Emilio. Let's go through the goals, and there are a good amount to go through. So let's start with the first one. Now, this was an own goal, but honestly, this was really created partially because Mitro would have scored here. So I know you were on the other side, probably didn't get a good view of this, but like you said, this goal came and it settled things down, but the lead up to this was, uh, it was a little bit difficult for Fulham. So this, I think, really relaxed the team by getting this goal. It's an own goal. You take any goal you can, but I think Mitro scores here. And if you watch the replay or the highlights. I think he would have gotten this goal regardless. But again, it's an own goal, but we'll take it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I saw the build up before again, I haven't seen the replay of it before Rollo recalls it. Was it a Tom Kearney ball through the middle? I think was it an initial ball from Tom Kearney to Wilson? I can't remember the, the, yeah. the passing, it was obviously the wrong side of the pitch. But again, right, you know, you take you get a you take a bit of luck sometimes, you know, and I think like right. you said, it would have scored anyway, but Notwithstanding that, I think we just needed the goal to settle the nerves because we weren't playing particularly well. You know, we've in, like I said, in control, not threatening, keep passing the ball well. You know, a bit sloppy at times. I thought Adoy and Tosin in particular were a bit sloppy in that first half, first thirty minutes. And but then we got into a rhythm. It feels like we just okay, right. a bit of a wake up call, kick up the backside, start attacking in numbers, and bang, two, number three, then number four. It's like Jesus. You know, how far is it? How how many more are we going to score here? It was crazy, Emilio. And like you said, it was like one after another. We're going to go to the second goal from Cabano. And again, this was a typical Fulham goal. This is what they've been really working on. And it's all coming together. Cabano scores a great goal, but the pass is fantastic. Yeah. Dennis Odoi, you know. Dennis Odoi. Didn't have the best of games. You know, a bit sloppy. You know, know, got caught out a couple of times, you know. 
you know, head, you know, basically heading the, you know, for a corner when he should have done, you know, should have headed it back to the keeper. So he wasn't his best, but he, he redeemed himself. Great run, perfect ball and box. And Cabano, in the form of his life, was lethal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Last maybe a couple of seasons ago, he would have fluffed that. But the confidence he's got, this guy now, he's playing the best football of his career. The manager's got the clearly the best out of him, and there was no, there was no, there was no, there was, no, there was never hesitation. Bang, back of the net, two nil. And that made okay, us all feel a little bit more relaxed. Okay, two goal margin, in control of the game. We'll take that. Okay, excellent, Emilio. And I think again, each step relaxed the team, and they, the, mm. like I said, the floodgates open. And let's yeah. talk about this next one because it's mm. very interesting. The goal from Fabio is set up by a cross. Now, I have personally been very critical of Anthony Robinson's crossing, and I think many fans uh, have mm. as well. I don't think you can argue with a cross here, and you can't argue with a goal from Fabio Carvalho. You and I have been talking about him recently, and mm. uh, he scores two goals, but this was really, truly, this was an excellent header. I didn't even know that he had this in his locker, <laughs> exactly. but he does. He, But he exactly. does. And the cross, like I said, from Anthony Robinson, spot on. Spot on. It's you know, perfect cross. And same thing again, you know, 2-0 up, attacking in numbers. <laughs> you know, we had so many men on, to be honest. It was literally pick your man. And Anthony Robinson, I thought, had his best game for a while. You know, yeah, you know, defensively he played well. Solid. You know, defensively looked solid. We'll go to his goal toward, uh, afterwards. But great yep. cross. In fact, Caballo, again, he, he a free header, but he still, has, he still has a lot of work to do there. And the way he glanced that header in the bottom corner, again, wrong side of the pitch for me. But again, he now can score from his head as well. So another few million goes on his price tag. I mentioned it on Saturday. It just keeps going up and up, man. Up. Bit more, bit more tonight. So um, yeah, again, good, good for the good for the young lads. Again, it's all about confidence, and you know, it's you know, we need to see diversity. We can't rely on Mitrovic to score the goal. And that's what we keep saying week in, week out. And the fact that you know three different scorers in that first half, albeit one of them was their own goal, it's just again, it came from nowhere. You know, we like I said, it felt like we stepped up a couple of gears. Dennis Cross two nil. Robinson cross three nil three nil and then and then Tom Kenny's fourth goal soon after that goodness I me mean, we have didn't have time to breathe and no. take a pause and suddenly Tom Kenny makes it four nil but look at the passing to that so much unbelievable passing, passing beautiful passing pick your man pick your pass patient build up Tom Kenny found a moment bang four nil exactly Emilio and I'm gonna ask the film supporters as we do this full time episode man of the match what was the best goal because there was <laughs> A good amount to choose from. Which was the best yeah. out of the line? I'm now doing this the last three ma- matches. I'm doing which was the <laughs> best goal. It's crazy that that's actually become a talking point on Cottage Talk full-time because there are so many goals. But yeah. as you mentioned, Emilio, at this point I'm thinking, okay, full control. How many goals are Fulham going to score? And then came a sucker punch here. And yeah. it, like you said, it took the gloss a little bit off because you're wondering – why are they giving up some of these goals? But how can you complain? It, I, I know I am complaining, but I <laughs> got it into the half thinking, why did they give up that goal after yeah. they scored four goals? But honestly, this is a very good goal. I, I don't know how much you can fault Rodak. I I, you probably got a good view of this. I think he got his hand on it, but it was actually really a good goal. Like you mentioned, all of these goals were really good goals. All the away goals, all the home goals, excellent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned about the road. Again, I haven't seen a replay. Again, it was right in front of me. Great strike. Came from nowhere against the run of play. We scored, you know, three back to you know goals in quick succession. 
you know, they came from nowhere, still still trying to make a fight of it, I guess, just before half-time. And it was a good strike. I'd like to see it again. I've, I've been a little bit critical of Rodak today. I don't think his, his, he didn't command the box particularly well in that first half. I remember there was at that moment with he had the chance to call to Tim Ream. He didn't call up Tim Ream. Tim Ream cleared the board for a corner. The Dennis Doyen said maybe he should have called for Dennis. And made, I, I, did, I didn't think he commanded his box particularly well. His kicking throughout the game wasn't particularly good. He was quite wasteful. Normally he throws the balls out in, into the defenders and then play from the back. But at times he tried to he tried to hoof the ball out quite a few times. He looked a little bit uncertain. And even on Saturday, I thought, okay, not Rodak could have potentially done better with the first Bristol City or the second Bristol City goal, I think it was. So I don't know what fans fans would have seen the replay. I I don't know if I'm being a little bit harsh on Rodak, but could he have got done a little bit better? Possibly. But overall. Yep. Great goal from great strike from the Birmingham City guy, and uh, again, at that point, we've I'd seen three away goals in the last two games, all of top top draw. To be honest, right. top draw goals. Exactly, Emilio. And what's interesting now, we're going to transition to the second half because uh, as we're watching the second half, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, again, it's comfortable. It's four to one. We're feeling pretty good, but the beginning of the second half, Emilio was, again, it, it just seemed that it was a little bit harder on foam. I want to give Birmingham City some credit because I think they came into the second half. I don't know what Bowyer said to them at halftime, but I think that they had a mindset that they were going to continue to go for it and try to get back in this match. And mm-hmm. they actually got a second goal, and it was from uh, Gary Gardner. And, again, um, this makes it 4-2. to two. So I want to get your thoughts on this because – it's four to two. Were you nervous at four to two? <laughs> um, not so much nervous, disappointed again. It's like, you know, you're, you know, second half, I thought we sort of sat back a little bit. Again, we've got to recognize the fact we've had to play three games in, what, in seven, eight days. So it's, it, the players are a little bit tired. We took the foot off the gas. It was sort of deliberate, didn't press, maybe trying to choose our moments to attack rather than running at 200 miles an hour throughout that half. And that played into Birmingham's hands. Give them, like you said, give them some credit. They they try to make a fight of it, and I actually I actually remember saying to the guys around me they deserved that goal because I thought they tried to make something out of it. They traded a few moments, you know. Defensively, we blocked a lot of good opportunity, you know, good opportunities for them, and they made it hard for us. So, but they were on top up to that point. I think they deserved that second goal. But that woke us up. That was a kick yep. up the backside we needed. It was like a wake up call. We had to wait exactly. for the second to suddenly say, you know what, guys. Pull your socks up, start go back and play your normal game of football rather than sitting back and just preserving your energy. And like I said, within a couple of moments, you know, there was another another great goal. Exactly. And this to me is the most encouraging part of the match, Emilio. Here I am talking about Fulmer up four to two, and they've already scored four goals. It's about the response. We've now seen this in two consecutive matches. Yeah. I want to see a response after they give up a goal. We've now seen it three times. Yeah. And Fabio Carvalho, like you've already mentioned, the price tag keeps going up because yeah. this was a fantastic goal by him. Yeah. The guys behind me were saying it was Messi-like there. You know, Messi-type. The way he took that ball, controlled, stayed on his feet, you know, you know, sidestepped and just shot. Yeah, I think he had only one thing on his mind there. You can see that. That's, that's a guy, amazing what a bit of confidence can do for you because I think he had a few yep. average games leading up to uh, Saturday's game for Bristol City. He scored that great goal. That was, you know, that boosted his confidence. The header, you know, the fact that he could score with his head as well, that gave him more confidence. So, to be honest, 
it's amazing what confidence can do for you. Would you have done that three or four games ago? Possibly not. But that's what the when you've got big balls, basically, for a small guy, to be honest, you can do that. He had the confidence, the arrogance to sidestep the defender and only have right. one thing and bottom corner, fantastic goal. But, you know, some comparisons to Messi on the guys behind wow. me. So that's crazy. Fans want to comment on here, but see what they want to say. But, um, you know, let's, let, I'd like to see what the fans watching us now think. Is that a bit of a, is that being a bit overdramatic? Was there Messi like? I don't know. In him there, was, was it that... messy like? Was that second goal from Fabio Carvalho messy like? That's very interesting that you guys were thinking that. A couple of people called out there in terms of, you know, the fact that someone's so young, so confident with their error and arrogance, and the way he celebrated the goal as well. That was important. I, yep. I like to see body languages. You know me. I like to observe. Oh, I know. I know. People <laughs> just the way he kissed his badge, kissed yep. his fans. You know, gave the ears to the fans and all that. So it's he knows there's some fans on his back because he's not signing a contract. His way of responding is three goals in two in two games. It's fantastic. And honestly, like you and I were, were talking about before, I was talking with uh, our friend Steve Reynolds about it too. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting what's going to happen with Fabio Carvalho, but he's letting his football do the talking. And that yeah. is the best thing that he can do because it exactly. benefits himself and it benefits Fulham Football Club. It yeah. works hand in hand. So Exactly. Congratulations to him for scoring these goals and playing the way that he's playing. He stepped up his game. We're seeing the player that we saw at the beginning of the season. Okay, Amelia. So let's now talk about, again, it's 5-2, to and I'm listening to Gentleman Jim and Jamie, and they're talking about how they really wanted Fulham to score that six because they wanted them to win the second half, you know, basically Mm. win the second half. So I didn't think it would – go all the way to basically the last kick, but it does. And it's Anthony Robinson. We've already talked about Anthony Robinson. Thoughts on his goal and how you felt that the fact, you know, at the time it dawns on you, back-to-back 6-2. to Yeah, I think there were other, in the lead-up to that goal, there were other opportunities. I think Harry Wilson yeah, was, trying to, you know, was trying to do, you know, trying to do some special moments from back flicks and back heels and all that. So there's a bit of, again, there's a bit of arrogance. In, in the way. You can do that when you're 5-2 up, cruising, in control and you know the fact that we still kept pushing and pressing right up to the wire so i think the players knew from the fans reactions that you know get that six goal they wanted another goal to to add to the collection and to be honest it it felt inevitable that we were going to score another goal i was videoing the ga- the the end of the game more just to get to savor the atmosphere the yep. celebrations not to expect a, a, a super strike for from robinson a cracking goal and you know, well deserved. I thought he had his best game, like I mentioned earlier, for a while. He looked looked confident defensively, and look, he got an assist and got a goal as well. So overall, you know, it's it's consistency, <laughs> right? It's consistency, and yeah, the somersault there. Let's Chris, not forget yeah, the somersault. Let's not forget. I think that. I've got it on video. I think I've got it on the video. I'll check. I haven't wow. watched the re- video I took. But I've got the video literally leading the free kick leading up to the goal. I took it from that moment. Yeah. And then I expected the referee to blow the whistle, get the the five two celebration, and suddenly bang. And everyone's celebrating a six goal. So, yeah, great strike. Good Again, it does his confidence good because there have been some critics yep. amongst our fans about him versus Joe Bryan. But I've said it time and time again. Sorry, 100-0. I want, I want Robinson ahead of Joe Bryan 100 times out of 100. Okay. As an overall Excellent. player, I think he's a better overall player in terms of what he offers compared to Bryan. Okay, fantastic. All right, before we go to a quick mm-hmm. break, I have to share this, Emilio. Thoughts on this, Dave Cronin. <laughs> If we win the next game 1-0 or 2-1, will that be disappointing? 
I think people know what I'm like. I'm, I'm glass half full, but I'm also realistic. Sometimes you have to win ugly, and I'll take one nil wins when you're not playing well. So it's, you can't be playing six six nil, seven nil level every single game. There will slope away is not going to be easy. That's going to be a different no, test for us, different proposition, a team reasonably informed. So I don't mind going there, playing ugly, and getting a one nil win. I'll take that. Still, end of the day, still three points. Okay. Whether you win six nil or one nil. I agree, my friend. All right. Coming up next to end this episode of Cars Talk full time, Emilio and I will talk about man of the match. And please feel free to share who was your man of the match. And also, what was the best goal of the six goals for full? Okay, Emilio, let's start with man of the match. Who was your man of the match here? Yeah, I think some call outs for me. I thought, you know, I'm not Harrison Reed's biggest fan, but I thought he played well today. He ran his socks off, you know. Got you know got got yellow carded foolishly in the second half when there was no need to commit that foul. And, you know, could he have got a red card on another day for that? I don't know. I have, it was on the other side of the pitch, but I thought Harrison Reed called out, had a good game, made yeah. attacking runs, did a lot of good blocking and good defensive work. For me, I think Carvalho was man of the match. He's you okay. know great header, the strike he scored, and he was involved throughout. The game. I think he, for me, he you know he. He deserves man of the match, I thought, overall. The defence the defense weren't as... Other than Robinson, I thought some of the defenders were a little bit inconsistent tonight. Uh, but overall, I, I think it has to be Carvalho for me. Two, two goals, good work, great. And he's back to the level he was at the beginning of the season. Okay, excellent stuff. I'm going to share some comments from the Fulham supporters. And let's start with our friend Wayne here. He <clears> agrees <throat> with you. Fabio, man mm. of the match. So we got one for Fabio. Let's see. Let's see what Steve Turner says. Kennedy, man of the match, best goal, Robinson. Interesting from him. Mm. Let's see. I'm I'm going to mix some of these others in because we, we also talked about the best mm. goal. Carvalho's header was the pick. Very interesting. So let's see what else we have. We have so many comments, Emilio. I'm, I'm shocked mm. by that. because, because <laughs> yeah, good. Again, Thanks for listening, guys. It, uh... Thank you, everyone, for, for watching live. Let's any see. comments about James... the shadow not being a shadow tonight? No, I haven't heard no, any no, comments no. <laughs> yet. But feel free to share your thoughts that Emilio's not a shadow tonight. Okay, James Baldwin says, Robinson, man of the match. Yeah. So we definitely have that. Let's mm-hmm. see. I think you're going to like this one, Matthew Koleski. Robinson, 100% over Brian, and yeah. he is still getting better. So, again, yeah. that goes along with your thoughts on it. Stefan says, man of the match, Fabio. So we do have a good amount saying Fabio. Let's see. Let's see what else we have. And we have Sean Kenny Carvalho, certainly man of the match. Mm-hmm. So we do have a lot. And yeah. and uh, we have a shout out for Kearney, man Kearney, of the match. Yeah. Let's see. And let's see what else we have. Steve Turner Carvalho as a joint with Kearney. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Mats comes in. Goal, Fabio second, man of the match, Fabio. Mm-hmm. So we're going Fabio and Fabio. So we yeah. have a lot of Fabio there. All right. Feel free to just uh, keep these comments coming, either man of the match or what was the best goal. Wayne is chiming in as well. Second goal was the best from Fabio. Mm. Okay. How about you, Emilio? You got to watch all six of them. Which yeah, is the best a, of the lot, my friend? Difficult choice, to be honest. I thought I thought the header was good, but it, I thought it was a bit too easy. He had a lot of, t- had a lot of space and, and you know, basically under no pressure there. But still, you have to still have to convert that. For me, Cavalier's second goal was his best of the two. The strike from Robinson was was lethal, but I'm I'm going to give it to Cavalier. I think just is just his movement, 
his positioning, his awareness, arrogance, confidence, all of those adjectives and those qualities which were all in that in that goal. I thought, you know, there, yep. it was interesting with the guy we had Rob Elliott, who's you know, been on our show a few times, calling out that he, yep. there was a messy light look to that goal. And I think I can see yep. where he's coming from there. I'm not going to... Clearly, there's a big divide between the two players, but you see, I hope these players, some of the fans watching tonight can see where we're coming from there. But the, yeah. there's a messiness there in terms of... Um, it's crazy quality, that so I'm going you to guys are talking in that level. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's for me, it's the best goal of the game. You know, the Birmingham goal as well, their, their first goal, I'm going to give that a lot of kudos as well because that was a great strike. Okay. Yeah, not for Fulham. Okay, excellent. I'm going to share this from Colm Buco. Going back to talking about man of the match, I don't know if Colm has him as man of the match, but Kearney, different gravy today. I agree with that. Again, Tom Kearney is running the show again, Amelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He obviously picked up a knock. You know, he's got he a did. Bit of an... yeah, look like, I think it looked more head related. Rather, initially, I thought it looked like it was his knee, but he walked off uh, before he got substituted, holding his head. And then when he did get substituted, he was still holding his head. So maybe he's had a bit of a head injury, hopefully nothing too serious. But overall, you know, he was he was pulling the strings at times in the midfield. Not not as influential as he was on Saturday, but you know, he's still prominent. But I think I'm surprised no one's calling out Harrison Reed. I'm for me, I'm not his biggest fan, but right. I thought I'm calling him out on a positive moment. No, you did. He had, he had a good game today. Okay. Excellent stuff there, Emilio. We we got the comments. They're still coming, man. They're still coming and we appreciate that. We'll uh here for, mm-hmm. for knee skins. Let's see. Uh, I think it was some of Niskins for for the goal that Niskins had. And okay. let's see. Let's see. Uh, James Robinson has James Baldwin. I'm sorry. Says, see comment above about why Robinson made the match. So James, I'm going to go look for your comment, and uh, let's see what James has to share. Robinson had the best game of his season so far. So so solid first half. Didn't put a foot wrong. Contributed lots going forward and made every tackle and hugely impressive tracking back. Do you agree with all that, Amelia? Yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I thought this was Robinson's best game for some time, to be honest. And the fact that he got an assist and a goal, you know, was, it was a compliment to, uh, you know, to the game he had. I thought he had, he had you know, he's our best defender tonight. Right? Yep. Okay. Now, I'm going to share this comment, and I think it's important because there's one player we have not mentioned at all. We've not mentioned yeah. him at all. Yeah, and. Yeah. Thoughts yeah. on what Steve Turner shared here? I was impressed with Mitro. Why? Yeah. When he moved and held it up, played yeah. it off, he dragged two defenders away, making room and space for others. Emilio, you mentioned this in a prior show. The Bobby Zamora effect. Are we seeing that from yeah, and Alexander Mitrovic? Yeah, I think, you know, again, you won't have seen him necessarily on the score sheet tonight. But yeah, I agree 100% with Steve here because. Right. On the pitch, you can look at just his positional play. He wasn't necessarily playing in the in the top third of the pitch. He was going to, he was going back into the centre circle, trying to get the ball, trying to make things happen. So he was trying to. His work rate tonight was exceptional. He may not have said he may not been on the score sheet or as influential in, in assisting any of the goals, but behind the scenes, as soon as where the camera isn't focusing on him exclusively, he did a hell of a lot of work rate tonight, bullying the defenders, chasing balls down, even when you're four two up, five two up. His it's it non-stop work right there. So great call out, Steve. So I agree with you. I think he had a, you know, a different type of good game. If that makes sense, you normally get the plaudits for scoring hat tricks. There's another side of Mitrovic: the fighting, the battling, the chasing right. down. You know, he looked knackered at the end, and deservedly so. He's had yep. you know three great games in a week. Okay, 
I want to share this because you and I used to talk about this. Do you agree with this? When Kearney plays well, Fulham are a better team. Yeah, interesting. Chris Davidson, I know you're, we've had some interesting discussions with Chris involved with Kearney in the past, haven't we? We have. You know, I think still this dilemma of does Seri slot back into this team? I still would like to see Seri somehow wow. slot. Who would you compromise? I think, can you have Seri, Kearney in the same team? I think there's I don't know. room for can you? At the expense of Harrison Reed, potentially, I don't well, know. Well, Harrison not... Reed, I think, would have to be the one to go out. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would, I would still want Seri in the team, but people will say, well, actually, we've scored nineteen goals without him, and admittedly, <laughs> would those four goals we've conceded? Oh man, this is it, this is this is it's crazy stuff I... that we're talking about. This it, it's crazy that when we're talking about. Play, what do know? we do when Seri comes back? Yeah, I think I would like to see him. You know, get him on the bench. Slot him back in, maybe you know, thirty minutes. Chris Davidson agrees with you. Yeah, it's 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 a no brainer for me. I think quality wise, yes. But Harrison Reed again, I'm putting my hand up. But he had a good game tonight. You know, okay. even I'm not a big fan. But overall, you've got the player of quality of series playing well in the African nations. Why wouldn't you yep. play him? Okay, why we have a question play? for you from our friend James Baldwin. Can Emilio explain why he says he's not Harrison Reed's biggest fan? Yep. Most others would say differently. No, it's sorry, you know, it's he does look. I was critical with him. I, I said he, I didn't think he was he was Premier League quality, but I've had a lot of debates with a lot of fans. You saw the second half last season wasn't good enough in the Premier League. He offers very little other than just running around at times like a headless chicken. He does a good few blocks, does you know, he, he does a job, but does, yep. could he, does he do it effectively? I don't, there's no etiquette, there's no sometimes I want to see a little bit more composure on the ball. His passing is not good enough at times. He does what his job description allows him to do is just go in, block, chase, run around the pitch, you know, run your socks off, try to block a few balls. His passing needs to improve. Why yeah. did he take the corner in the first half after five, ten minutes? That, that, that baffled me. Why is he always on the round on the, when it's a free kick with him and Harry Wilson around the ball? It doesn't make sense. Why is, Harry, why is Harrison Reed suddenly become a... a you know, a, a set piece taker for me is overall play is not enough. I'd like to see a little bit more quality, and maybe I'm critical because I don't think he's got his his finesse enough. Okay, okay, and I, don't and I understand that. And thank you very much, James, for the question for a million. I thought he did a good job of explaining his view on that. Okay, here's going to be the final comment, and we're going to go back to talk about Tom Kearney because we know Chris Davidson. As you know, I, it's a big fan of Tom Kearney, and I understand yeah, that. Yeah. Tom looked like he got a knock. I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the next game. Here's the question, Emilio. If he misses the next game, hmm. does Nathaniel Chalaba take his place? Um, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. I'm not too sure to be honest, because I thought I thought Chalaba had a decent game when he came on Saturday as a substitute. He was the best substitute on Saturday. Today, if you missed I thought Onimo was okay when he came on. More no? so on than today. A few okay. good passes. You know, there was, there was a couple of good moments. He spread the ball quite nicely. Okay. I think he would be the natural replacement, to be honest. Josh Arnhemer got some game time today. That's good to see him back back in the squad, playing games. Playing game. So maybe Josh can add some physical strength in midfield as well. I think we've we've occasionally lacked that physical strength, like you're referring to. But I agree with Tom. I think I mentioned earlier. I think, did he pick up a head injury when he, he, he was yes. holding his head when he walked off? So yes. Let's see. Let's see the outcome of the next few days. Okay. Very good. All right. We do have to wrap up the show. And I want to thank Emilio for 
the quick turnaround because he was able to do this. And, and yes, he's not a shadow tonight, but <laughs> thankfully he was able to do the show with me. And I, and I want to thank you very much, Emil, as always, for doing the show. I do want to say this because I keep getting phone supporters that I have to keep mentioning this because we need really need to build up the YouTube channel. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel and like it. And please help us grow this YouTube channel. It's a great way for film supporters to find and watch the, the show live or watch a video of it. The numbers keep going up, but we really would like to get more people subscribing to it because it would really help others find us. It, it's difficult on YouTube and, uh, it's all my fault. I took too long to really come up with a YouTube channel. and uh, But we're going to keep promoting it because we really want to build it up. So thank you, everyone, that subscribed. And if you haven't, please do subscribe. Emilio, final thoughts before we go. Um, yeah, just everyone can message me. What other records have we broken tonight after the 6-2 win? You know, I'll be curious to see what other records we've um, we've smashed. It's crazy. Look, you know, not playing at our best and we've won 6-2. What more can we ask for as a... As a Fulham fan, good times ahead. We're five points clear. You know, we've played our games in hand that we were worried about. Steve Reynolds shared this. Best since 1954. Team has scored six plus in consecutive games. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. The interesting stats. I'm curious to see what other stats we've broken. But overall, another six goals I've seen at home. Another, you know, the records keep coming in thick and fast. But overall, it's three points on the board. We'll soon forget about this. We'll be focusing on the Stoke City game on Saturday, which I'm sure will be a, a much tougher proposition. But like I said, you yes. can't keep winning 6-0 every game. No. You have to start you have to start keep you know keeping things tight, winning ugly at times, and not winning pretty. You can't win pretty all the time. That's a, that's no. the mark of a good team. You can still win when the chips are down and you're not playing well. Okay. Excellent stuff. Well, I want to thank Emilio, the Foam Shadow, for joining me, but we do have to wrap this up. For Emilio Danilo, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.